It's mostly it's a combination of hair, glasses, and hearing aids. That's an yeah. issue. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we're discussing the new Marvel movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We do indeed spoil the shit out, shit out of it as frequently do with, do with such movies. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nick Glover. Hey! And Molly Glover. I am Molly Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any idea what that has to do with uh, what we're going to discuss today, but it is time to discuss another Marvel movie. This time it is Shang-Chi. Uh, I which the power. That's what it is. I had, I had the power of the rings, Tim. The power of the Ten Rings. Uh, <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Uh, the Legend or of the, ten the rings. Legend of the Ten Rings, which uh, just came out theatrically not you can't watch it at home it's only a theatrical release unlike black widow so they did not screw over any of the actors in the making uh in the in the release schedule of this film allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> i mean they probably did let's let's be honest yeah. but I, i'm sure some people got screwed over making this movie it's still a movie it is I mean, still... I had to go sit in a theater wearing a mask, so I mean, I mm-hmm. feel like I was wronged. <laughs> yeah. I might have worn a mask if there'd been anybody else in the theater with me, but I went in the middle of the day, so it was pretty much me and the movie and nothing else. Although I, I did have a stressful experience before we get into the spoilers for this movie, uh, in that I thought the movie started at 12.45, and I got there at about uh, 12.40, and it turned out it started at 12.15, but the oh, good no. news is, the good news is, there were a half hour of fucking trailers before the movie started. So I got in there for the last trailer. I got to see the Eternals trailer before uh, before That's I nice. saw Shang Chi. We had a similar uh, experience at the new B and B theaters at the Mall of America. Uh, at the time, we did not know this, but we went and saw a Quiet Place too, and uh, they did not have trailers before that movie. I guess that was part of the deal uh. or something. So we, things were just opening up. Yeah. So we got there at like uh, like five minutes before showtime. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll go pee before the at, around what feels like the last trailer. Right. I'll, I'll run and yeah. go pee right before because I got a pee thing. And uh, I go, uh, I'm about to go. And all of a sudden, John Krasinski is like, thanks for coming to see A Quiet Place too. We're going to get to the movie in just a minute. But I wanted to tell you, and I'm like, oh, no, I better go now. And so I like yeah. booked it down. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I guess uh, the different experiences, but it worked out for me. So anyway, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie, and I have to say that uh, yeah. unlike unlike a lot of other uh, of the Marvel superhero films that you may have seen, uh, Shang Chi is a uh, is a little more obscure. So it may be maybe easier for us to spoil this movie because you probably don't know a lot about this character to begin with. Uh, I know I didn't, so uh, that's just kind of my warning. We're going to talk about this movie. We're going to get into spoilers, and there may be more to spoil than than normal. Uh, yeah. You might have you might have already known what Mjolnir was when we talked about Thor way back, whenever the fuck that was. So, but you may not. the The Ten Rings could be a spoiler right there. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, 
There are 10. Divided into groups of five. God damn it, Molly. You already blew it. Okay. So here we are talking about Shang-Chi. Uh, and I did, did not know a lot about this movie. Did uh, Nick, you are probably the most comic book uh, knowledgeable of any of us. How much did you know about Shang-Chi so, going into this movie? Uh, most of what I know about him is from modern comics and not the the kind of questionable history of the of the the character the it's kind of like a, a kung fu exploitation you know era character um but uh he's been more prominently featured in the last i want to say like seven or eight years maybe 2014 or so um uh, he's a member of the avengers world team around then uh i think brian michael bendis started including him more and um he plays a pretty important but minor uh, role in the um, in Spider-Man in Spider-Man comics. Mm. Um, there's a there's a period of time when Peter loses his spider sense, and he didn't realize how often he'd been skating on his spider sense, oh. keeping him alive. And all of a sudden, he's just like he can't even web through the city because he's hitting weak points of the building with his webbing and stuff like that. And uh, Shang-Chi teaches him martial arts and self-preservation to help protect himself um, without his spider sense. And it's, That's it's, very cool. it's a, it's a great exchange. It's a really, it's a funny and heartfelt and good moment for the, for both characters. Um, Which also I would have to say when Spider-Man gets his spider sense back would make him even more badass. Uh, it really does. <laughs> it makes him tremendously fucking deadly. Yeah. 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 I, I did not know anything about Shang-Chi before uh, watching this uh, other than uh, it, it, it seems like the we were finally getting the Iron Fist movie that we, we didn't know. <laughs> uh, so I was I was very excited uh, to see it just because I, I uh, it is rare that I don't know anything about yeah. a Marvel character or at least a, a franchise like this. So uh, I was super excited to go in and uh, I was absolutely thrilled. I loved this movie. Yeah. I, I thought it was a uh, fucking nonstop, uh, not nonstop action, but just nonstop stuff. Like I, I was never bored. I never was like, boy, this movie's long. Uh, I, I, I didn't look at my watch other than to be like, how are they going to get the rest of this you know, like like looking at my watch at one point because I was like, it feels like this movie's almost over. There's yeah. another hour. Like <laughs> it was great. I think, I think what the movie did well, uh, one of the things the movie did well for me is it's got this this flashback format, which is not unusual, right? The the idea that we're going to go back and we're gonna we're gonna show you something that happened in the past that's related to what's happening now. But yeah. I thought what it did really well was it would do these flashbacks, and it would be like you'd think you knew what that flashback was telling you. And then you'd be wrong. Um, yeah. And I, I liked that. I liked, I liked the fact, um, you know, and I suppose we can ask about favorite scenes and stuff. But one thing that I really appreciated is the introduction to Shang's badassness, for lack of a better way yeah. of describing it, mm -hmm. in that we see him now and, and he's just, you know, taking he's care of He's just a guy parking cars. He's a valet. And, and as far as I know, it's like, are, are his powers going to get, get revealed later? Is this, you know, and then, and then, you know, these guys walk up to him on a bus and he just fucks them up. 
and you're like, oh, walk up to him. They they try to they yeah. they. they they try to attack him. They, they try like, to attack him, and you're like, like, "They're just dudes," and he just goes off. Right? You're, you know, no, no. But I mean, they're they're like attacking him, and they're like, "Oh, he's fucked." And it's like, no, he's a fucking badass that we did not know because there's nothing in the introduction that tells us, yeah, this guy is capable of fucking up these dudes the way that he right. does, and. I mean, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. We know that he's going to be a badass, right? He's he's the he's the main character, but but it did they did a really good job of not showing their hand before yeah. it it happened. Um, well, not even hinting at it. Well, and yeah. at that point, I mean, he he, you know, I, I honestly, again, not knowing anything about what I was getting into, I didn't know if it was like. He only has those abilities if he has these rings. Like, do the do the rings convey the ability? You know, and so I I it was very cool to have that. Like, and then to see his his appear. I mean, it seemed to be like they had been friends forever. Uh, Aquafina's character being like, "What? What? Yeah. Like, how? Is, when did you?" And he does that. She does that that split leg jump where he yeah. kicks the dudes in the face at the same time and it's just like if i was just on a bus with my buddy and then all of a sudden he kicked two dudes in the face at the same time (laughs) i too would be like i have questions that need immediate answers (laughs) yeah it, it, it it was really well done as far as a an origin story for a hero, which effectively this is. And I, you know, as much as you can be critical of a lot of these movies, you know, the first movie being an origin story, we don't know shit about Shang-Chi, right? Most of us don't. And it had to be an origin story. There had to be some idea of where he came from to really make, make that character work. Um, Mm -hmm. But they did it in a way that was really clever and smart and, and enjoyable. I, uh, I, I, I think that, um, in the way that that Thor movies kind of encapsulate and build off of Norse mythology as uh, a jumping off point for their their comic characters and comic legends, and in the way that Black Panther kind of embraces and builds off of you know a number of of uh, African cultures in you know the costuming and the the, the representation of animals and the culture there in Wakanda. Um, Shang-Chi does this for China in a really interesting way that opens up a lot of things in Marvel. So he's kind of a gateway character to this whole other realm of of characters and stories in the same way that, you know, Black Panther was and and Thor was. And um, you you could argue even like Star-Lord was for for space stuff, for Marvel's cosmic stuff. But you know, it's it's neat that I'm not super familiar with Chinese mythology, but all of the creatures that you see when when he goes, you know, when they go through the forest and they they get to his his mom's uh, you know village, yeah. those are all like real real mythological creatures. That's yeah, a, a yeah. weird sense. This friend of the show, Matt Kesson, has actually done uh, pieces on uh, the cute the the cute the Morris Morris. Yeah. yeah, the butt dog. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's actually done. He was like, I was so thrilled to hear that this is in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, this is a this is a mythological creature. I have I have done a piece on, and uh, it was so that was very exciting. It's, uh, that by the way, that that creature that that uh, Morris is the winged uh, butt dog. The winged butt dog. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna probably pronounce this wrong. I haven't heard the word before. It's a hun hundun. 
H-U-N-D-U-N is Shundun, the English. maybe? And um, uh, they are a, uh, like a, a, a manifestation of chaos and confusion. <laughs> so this, this cute little critter that leads them through the, the magical forest maze and then brings them here to this point for this big confrontation is an agent of chaos, which, <laughs> you know, the best agents of chaos are the cute fuzzy ones, right? <laughs> True. The flirking. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, don't know. I, I dug that. I yeah, feel like, yeah. um, I mean, obviously there are going to be people who are like, Oh, Disney's, you know, oh, they're, they've got to cater to a, a Chinese market and they're making all these changes for all their shows for, for China. And they don't, they don't put things in there. They censor their media with a Chinese audience in mind or more accurately for the Chinese government in mind. But honestly, like I, I they're an audience and they're going to sell tickets. Like that's, I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me, obviously, because I'm a rational person. That none of that, none of that bugs me really. Right. And and I don't feel like this movie was different because it had that in mind. I don't think it's a a, a bad movie in any way because of that. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's difficult as as three white people to sit here and evaluate how this how this is um, for Asians. I did read an article from an Asian uh, movie reviewer, and I I I need to remember I need to find it so I can share it in the show notes. But um, he wrote about how important it was just to watch a movie. Uh, made by, I believe, the director and the writers. They were, they were, they're, they're Asian, um, starring an Asian. It's an Asian story. That and I again, so this is almost exclusively Asians. I mean, everybody, the a lot of the people in yeah, the movie. There's, there's like. <laughs> there's like literally one white dude in the movie. There's one yeah. white henchman that has yeah. lines, and that's basically and it. <laughs> and Ben Kingsley. And Ben Kingsley. Um, Trevor, you know, it's just, yeah. so we got Trevor back. Yeah. Um, which was great, actually, to yeah. be totally honest. But, um, yeah. and talking about how, as an Asian, he feels like he has to apologize for liking the movie and how that that's very frustrating. That he can't just go, no, I fucking loved it. Um, it's like... Well, you know, as an Asian, it's really important to me that there's all this representation. So it really, I really appreciate it. Instead of just going, no, I loved it. I, I, I loved being able to watch this movie. Um, and as a bonus, it was also a movie fe- featuring all these Asian characters. Um, yeah, I will say and- I, 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 I similarly, because I feel like it can, sometimes it's hard to, I don't want to feel like I'm a white person overly praising sure. a movie that start like uh, there's a show right now on, on uh, Hulu that we love called our Fox FX actually uh, reservation dogs that has an all native cast and is about life on the res. And it's like, I, I am so in love with this show, but I want to make sure that my effusive praise and adoration for it never comes across as tokenism or like uh, minority exceptionalism you know, like, oh, wow, look at these Asians were so good. This Asian movie was so, you know, it just, it's a hard balance to strike, but I think. It's tokenization a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, but, but honest to God, I mean, this movie was amazing. Like it, it was. This it, movie it, fucks. This movie fucks. <laughs> and it, I, it, one thing that, that I was, I was, you know, concerned about 
a little bit as you're watching it and his sister emerges and you're like, is it still going to be just a dude centered movie? And I thought they actually did a pretty good job balancing out, you know, yeah, yeah. Shang-Chi is the main character, right? But, but his sister is super important and, and the relationship with his parents and both his father and his mother and Aquafina's character is the thing that I liked about Aquafina's character and the thing that I liked about what they did with it was it is still possible to put a romance into a movie, right? That's okay. Mm -hmm. And there's clearly a spark between these two characters, but what they did was never make their relationship the central focus. Right. It was not she like, wasn't used as a thing to make him work harder or right. fight faster or, yeah. There was never like a moment of like, oh, if I just tell her that I love her, everything's going to be better. There was never a pining for each other kind of thing. He can't know I'm Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Spider-Man shit. I, I, I like, uh, did I? I like a diversity in platonic uh, relationships and friendships, right? Like, you know, there's the buddy comedy is, a, is an entire genre that's basically two two dudes or a bunch of dudes getting along yeah i i, I like seeing variety go go on though, sorry Jim. no i i just i appreciated that they had a they had two characters that you get the feeling that there is a romantic spark between them but that romantic well i mean especially at the end when they're like holding hands and shit and and anyway you get the feeling that that could be there but what they do in the movie is they never make that romance important right yeah. it's right. just part of these two people that have known each other forever um and i i think that that is something that you don't see in storytelling a lot yeah yeah i i, I will say too i uh Something I really enjoyed, I, I want to say too, I th so I think you're saying you were worried it was just going to be a dude-centered movie. I really think we need to understand that that is okay. Sure. This is an argument that I had a lot in college about Fight Club. Uh, it is okay for a movie to have nothing to do with women and or or for women to be a very like minor part of it. That is, that's acceptable. Uh, and I think that in this particular instance, even if it, it, I don't think it was, but even if it had been like way more focused on Shang-Chi and, Shang and his uh, relationship with his father, uh, you know, his, his uh, relationship to his, his past and his, his mother's ancestry and her, the magical realism of all that and everything. Like, I think the, 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 the fact that it is about uh, a POC character balances out any perceived sure. like, misogyny or lack of female representation or maybe not passing the Bechdel test or something, right? Because that not every movie has to be about everybody. Right. But I mean, I think, you know, we also have to accept most movies are about dudes. And the fact that they were able to make it about more than just the dude was yeah. nice. That it yeah, was about yeah. that it was about everybody, that it wasn't just about this yeah. one guy's story. And that's something that I think the Marvel movies do well in general. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it was one of the things that was so good about Avengers, right? Every character had it, it, their moment. Um, and I think they did a good job in Shang-Chi of in introducing a lot of different characters and yet giving every character a moment 
to themselves. And I guess that's what I'm saying I liked about it, that, yes, it was absolutely Shang-Chi's movie and his story, but the other characters weren't just sort of there to be extra characters. Um, Did you stay for both stingers? I did. I did. Okay. We were shocked at how many people left the theater after the first one. one. Like, have you forgotten? It was very surprising to me. Uh, Yeah. So uh, I did look it up. I did look it up. I used the internet. I was like, is there another one? Oh yeah. I mean, I was pretty sure there was, but, but if there wasn't, I could have gone and I had to pee. So I was like, do I stay or do I go? Um, All right. So uh, what was your favorite moment in the movie? Your favorite. The fight scenes. Hmm. I mean, honest, honestly, I haven't seen, that was some of the most incredible fight choreography I have seen uh, uh, in a while, martial arts wise. It was such a breath of fresh air after suffering through Iron Fist and the Uh. slow, the slow fights in that this was sharp and fast. It, his he, and I don't know how much of the stunts he did. I haven't like looked that up, but it reminded me of Jackie Chan, uh, the, the 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 scaffolding fight. Oh yeah, in particular, uh, the, the the way that he fought, and it wasn't just this. I mean, there were every fight. There were times where he was doing something that was using the environment in an unusual way that got the the jump on his opponent or moved him to a new spot. And, you know, even the odds where, you know, maybe he was in a, a tighter position before I loved it. I felt like the fighting was just quite literally breathtaking. Like I just was holding my breath the whole time. Uh, it was sharp and fast and, just just like furious blows there was so everyone involved did such a good job with that with those fights that i i was just thrilled thrilled by the fighting yeah nick i oh um i i mean it, it's it's gonna be the fights were were some of my favorite parts of the movie but um honestly like i i feel like my favorite if i'm gonna pick like an actual part of the movie not something about the movie that's my favorite i think it's gonna be that that bus fight. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sucker for like a close quarters fight uh, choreography where people have to use the environment to like, and work around it. And like, mm-hmm. there's all the poles and the passengers on the bus. Yeah. The elbow on the bus. Cause it's an extended bus that, that is, you know, a weak. Oh God. And, yeah. That when it bent. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I love it when the environment is an active part of a fight choreography uh and and you know that's that's like a like another you know that's uh, something jackie chan's famous for yeah, in a lot of yeah. his movies as well which really shows up in the scaffolding yeah, fight too yeah. like you were saying but yeah i think that bus fight was my favorite yeah i mean i really like that as i said because it it went from i don't really know who this guy is to holy shit he's a fucking badass yeah. um but if I'm going to go for a, a different favorite moment, that's not a fight scene. Um, and the fight scenes were great. I, I can't disagree with that at all. I, I, I liked, but, and, and there was honestly a little bit of fighting, but the, the scene where um, his father, after his mother's murdered and we see the, the flashback where his father puts the 10 rings on again and goes to his, goes to his son at the time and says, you know, basically, are you going to help me take down the man who murdered your mother? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of retcons everything that we've seen before about how his father has dealt with him. As we understand that this was a choice that he made um, mm. to become the person that he became before he realized that he didn't want to be that person. Um, mm. And it also, it, it was just a really nice, I mean, his dad for being a megalomaniacal uh, supervillain yeah. <laughs> is, I mean, he's complex. He's complicated. He's not all evil. Um, he's not a DC villain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I appreciate that there, anyone that's practically immortal should have some depth to them mm-hmm. because they've lived for long enough where they should be a more complicated person, maybe, and not a less complicated person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, uh, what, what, what struck me about that was just the, when, when he said that, it's just like, what kid says no? Yeah. And that's why, yeah. to me, that scene was so, I, for me, that was so indicative of his father's, whether it was uh, overt or conscious or not, the way his father manipulated him. Oh, yeah. Uh, because what child says, no, I don't want to avenge my mother's murder. Let's just, let's just let that guy go. You know, like was very, yeah. and so I, I, uh, at that, that was a moment for me where it was like, oh man, like that's a lot to put on a kid, you know? And oh yeah, and, yeah. But yeah. I mean, but like it, it, but, it, it added a lot of depth. You're right. There was a lot of depth that, that it added to Shang Chi, that it added to his father. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a, I, I thought it was a really well constructed scene, and yeah. it worked. My um, second scene was every one of Aquafina's reactions. <laughs> I, think, I think she has such a great, I love her face. I love that she reacts with her whole body. Uh, yeah. She really like, she, and I honestly, I don't know if she is, if you would say, if she would say that she's acting or if she's just, you know, kind of being Aquafina in a lot of different, you know, just different versions of Aquafina in different ways. But like, the way that she can react with just sort of a like like a full body like duh like is she's really comedic timing her it's just and so i am so glad it seems like from that first stinger that she is going to continue her character is going to continue i think Uh, so and and because i mean she's got pulled into the sanctum sanctorum with with wong and and everything so i feel like i'm really really glad to hear that because i think she's a, a she is like um uh the 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 best friend that Ant-Man has is work friend who who sums everything up for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Michael Pena, the Michael Pena character, right? I think his name is is it but no oh, but uh no. uh anyway that that she's got a similar comedic, yeah. you know, beat to that. That's Molly and I are big fans of her show. It's a Comedy Central show called Nora from Queens. Right. Uh, because that's Aquafina is Nora from Queens. That's her. Yeah. That's her. Her actual name. Yeah. Um, uh, and I feel like Aquafina as Nora from Queens is very much just her, with the dials turned up to eleven or turned down a little bit. Michael Pena, he plays yeah, Luis. That's right. What I was that's I, uh, what I, yeah. I, that's a, that's what I thought. Yes. I I feel like. Uh, this the character Katie is is similar in that you know she she reminds me of this other character that Aquafina plays, and my own personal head canon is going to be that 
Aquafina's character Nora from Queens is uh, is Katie. It's yeah. the same. It's the same person. She it's just her that, name. It's just that in Shang Chi they don't show us how much weed she smokes in the background. <laughs> I yeah, I thought Aquafina was great. I was super happy to see Ben Kings Kingsley back. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That, that honestly like was a moment where I couldn't even react. I was just like pushed back in my seat, just like, oh my god, this is this is from so many movies ago. Like this is so great that like and they've been keeping him prisoner. Like or like, or it tells us where this falls in the time, and then he's like, you know, uh, they, you know, they have me play this guy, and I, I'm just wondering, do you know, like, when am I gonna be out? Just want to know what's going on. Like, there was a there was a short uh, that, yeah. that they put on the on one of the, whatever the Iron Man movie was with Ben Kingsley as the you know the full Mandarin. I think that was three. three. That was I think three. That was yeah. Three. Yeah. So uh, there, there was a short on the DVD, the Hail to the King, I think. Yeah. That is Slattery in prison, getting picked up by the real Ten Rings and abducted yeah. from prison. And I think a that lot was years ago, a lot of people probably haven't seen that because it was just a DVD extra scene. But I think they said D- Disney Plus put it up recently, like before mm. the, the, this movie came yeah, out. Now I got to go to Disney Plus and watch that. that. Yeah, it's it, short and great. It ties him, like how he got from point A to point B uh, quite well and sets up the fact that, you know, there is this other Ten Rings and this other leader of the Ten Rings out there who will uh, fuck your shit up if you use his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah, real man, yes. the real Mandarin is not happy that you <laughs> yourself yeah. the Mandarin. But then I also like that now... So we had our fake Ten Rings, yeah, and now we have the real, the real Ten Rings organization, and now we have the, the Ten new. Rings ro- under new leadership, run yeah. by the, the, the sister. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's this you know organization that's now undergone some changes, and I think that um, with uh, Hawkeye and some of the other stuff that Marvel is doing. We're going to see more and more of Madripoor, which yeah. is uh, Marvel's fictional Southeast Asian, roughly, uh, country where, you know, illicit shit goes down and, and they need things to happen. It's it's in Winter yeah. Soldier. We saw it in, in, we saw it yeah. in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to get more of that. That's a place where we would we have seen a lot of uh, Shang-Chi in the in the comics too but i think with the 10 rings organization they're not gonna not include that like they they did a whole stinger about it they gotta they gotta it's something Uh, the other uh stinger let me talk about that for a quick second uh is um i think that might be time to the eternals or the celestials which are you know basically tied to the eternals but identifying the 10 rings as you know something that is very 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 old older than the earth mm-hmm. from space mm-hmm. uh it the way the rings look they look like stone but mm-hmm. they operate like magic that is trademark fucking eternals and celestial mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. uh i think that might might be a tie to some of this cosmic stuff that we have mm-hmm. uh, well coming, yeah coming we've got the eternals coming up this fall so uh, november yep yeah that's, that's gonna be exciting so yeah, uh, really, I, I, you know, 
I don't know what the what the rest of the world thinks. I thought it was a really solid, enjoyable film. I mean, it ties into the rest of the MCU. It's got its serious moments, but it was it was a little lighter, um, a, a little more fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, still, you know, they were dealing with a soul sucking Cthulhu monster. So, you know, all things considered, uh, 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 really, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So yeah. looking forward to yeah, watching I, it again. I really think that, uh, phase so far, phase four has been amazing. Uh, I've been really, I've been happy with absolutely everything. We're counting black widow as technically phase three because that yes. is where it fits chronologically. That's where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Great. Phase three. Yeah. On board. Yeah. Cause I, I'm considering phase four to be one division Falcon and the winter soldier, uh, Shang-Chi and, Loki. Uh, and Loki and what if like multiverse yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Like that appears to be, uh, and I think that, I think that this is going to, Oh, we didn't even talk about Fing Fang Foo. No, uh, not Fing Fang Foom. Not Fing Fang Foom. That's a right. A dragon. A dragon who looks just like Fing Fang Foom. Uh, but is it not the same? It looks. He looks different. He's okay. not green. He's not vaguely humanoid. All right, all right. It's, Fair it's, enough. It's not, but God, I do wish it was kind Man, of. Man, that would have been great. Yeah. It sure looked like it. I thought. I really thought. It, I really thought it was. They never said his name, but I figured that was just them being coy. But which maybe they um, were. Maybe they yeah, were. Maybe um, we'll yeah. find out later. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am. Just, it's kind of amazing to me. I was sitting here and I was thinking to myself, well, we're talking about a Marvel movie and we don't have a guest. And then I realized we we have, I mean, we had uh, Mark for Loki. We had JP for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had Kirky for Black Widow. I mean, we we talked about, we we've there's been so much Marvel content. I know. And it's only September. It's yeah. In the last nine months, there's been so much. It's, it's amazing. It's and really then, great. And then, and then from DC... We got the Suicide Squad, so you know they're they're doing something. Yeah, um, they're there. Good job, they're DC. They're here too. You're, you're trying, DC. All right. Uh, that hard horse. <laughs> so we need to move on to five questions, Molly. We have five questions yeah. from a listener. We do. We have five questions from Stefan Muller. Hey, Stefan. Thank you for doing something go. that all of our other listeners could and should do soon. Hey. It, it's easy enough, I'll tell yeah. you. I mean, here we go. Hello, Tim, Molly, Nick, and potential guest. Ooh. Actually, this works because there is a, there is always a potential guest with yeah, us. It's true. That's how energy works. All right. <laughs> Question one. Who is your favorite Daniel? Favorite Who Daniel. is your favorite Daniel? I think because there's a new Bond film coming out very soon, I'm going to go with Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. All right. Nick, who is your favorite Daniel? Uh, is a Dan okay? A Dan is okay. Aykroyd. So. Dan Aykroyd. Oh, sure. Yeah. His name is Daniel Aykroyd. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm right. looking forward to seeing his return in the new Ghostbusters movie. Okay. Uh, mine is Radcliffe. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. Radcliffe, particularly, Nick and I are watching Miracle Workers, which is a show that uh, I think we need to force Tim to watch so we can talk about it, because uh, it is directly related to this podcast. At uh, least the first season is. It, it is wonderful, and Radcliffe is just, it, he's he's amazing. I love yeah. him. But, uh, I love him. Where, where can you watch that on the streamings? Uh, on it's uh, it is on Hulu. All right. I think first couple seasons. Yeah, I know where we got it. it we'll find it. We'll find it. Yeah. All right. Question two: What is a career path that you would pursue tomorrow if the training and certification process cost nothing and your living expenses for the training time period were also covered? So basically, free career switch 
you start tomorrow, you get to do all the education, that's all paid for. What do you switch to? For me, I would love to work. This is your, this is going to surprise. I want to work in the forestry department. Oh, I think it would be great to be. Uh, I think it would be super awesome to be an arborist, ranger, and to be ranger, not necessarily like a park ranger, but specifically to work in the forestry department. I want to be. I think it'd be cool to work with trees, uh, and the controlled burns, and learning about like tree illnesses and how to fix them. And I I would love a job where I got to be in the forests all the time. Sounds badass. I think that'd be great. I almost said FBI, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I would have to do that I'm not super ethically comfortable with to go through FBI training. Yeah. Uh, so forestry it is. <laughs> uh, civil engineering. Civil engineering? Yeah. Sure. yeah. I, I, I think I'd, I'd do well at it once I got uh, back up to math skills. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, civil engineering you know, building bridges and designing parks and, and that sort of thing sounds awesome. Locks and dams. Locks and dams. Locks and dams. Uh, you know, I, I park ranger would be very close to the top of my list. I would love to do that. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm going to go a little out of the out of there and say um, <clears throat> I've always wanted to be able to be an artist. I would love to be a painter. So, a visual, like a visual yeah, artist, paint, yeah. paint specifically as your medium. Yeah, paint or or you know colored pencils or or charcoal or you know. But not but like digital. Not digital, not sculpture. I I mean, and I do not have that aptitude. So I'm allowing that this question will allow me to. Well, I mean, I I have a little bit of that aptitude that I've never applied. Um, training. So training. I'm, I'm allowing I'm allowing that this question gives me that opportunity to do that. But like uh, nature artist would be amazing yeah, so, i love it anyway that, that, that's what i'm going with question landscape. number three. Oh yeah i'd love to do landscapes yeah. yeah all right question number three has there been a time when someone hijacked an online account of yours and was it a big deal i will go first and say no no not a not, never a single time i've never had it happen lucky you yeah. what about you i the only thing that comes to mind is fairly recently uh, someone hacked. Apparently I had a Call of Duty account that I made when I tried playing Call of Duty once for free 10 or 15 years ago or whatever. Uh, I never set up two-factor authentication. Oh. And apparently I used a password there that was used somewhere else that happened in a leak. Because a couple of weeks ago I got an email that was like, oh, your password changed and your phone number changed and your email changed for your Call of Duty account. And I was like, I don't have a Call of Duty account. And I, and that is true now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no loss. No yeah. loss. Uh, I... Uh, so someone, uh, so I know who did this, uh, with a 99% certainty, uh, but a key logger was put on my computer and, uh, uh, it sent screenshots of my activity to an account that then was uh, a Gmail account that was then used to threaten me, but not over anything other than Nixon, my relationship. It huh. was this is when we were first dating, it was threatening to break us up with the damning information it had obtained via 
keylogger and uh, hacking software placed on my computer, which uh, I am 99% sure was done by somebody who at the time was a trusted friend who had access to my computer. So that is the only, and ever since then, that is not something I let people do is use my computer at all for any reason. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, question, question number four. four. Yeah. Resident Evil or Silent Hill? Resident Evil or Silent Hill? What's it going to be, gentlemen? So I'm going to preface my answer by saying uh, I don't play survival horror as a genre of games. Mm -hmm. Not because it's too scary. It's just they're not fun to me. But I very much enjoy seeing like the cutscenes and stuff from them and watching people play. I have a lot of friends that are very, very enthusiastic about survival horror games, so I get to enjoy them vicariously. Yes. Um, so this is strictly based on story and and aesthetics. And, and aesthetics sure. And it's Silent Hill. All right. Because of pyramid head, pyramid head, and creepy fucking faceless nurses, yep. and all the yep, all the bio horror and Resident Evil is cops and zombies. Yep, that's fair. My answer is also Silent Hill for all the reasons he said, uh, but also because it, I find it to be particularly creepy in that I have always found uh, the the physical manifestation of mist to be very frightening. Uh, I think it's very cool and scary. Said the Stephen and, King uh, fan. Right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just any, the, the idea of being like, oh no, I'm, 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 I have to go to this town. I'm kind of like stranded here. What the fuck is happening in this town? It's all very good. I'm not a big fan of evil corporations doing their corporate thing to to kill people and you know selling zombie cream or whatever it is that Resident <laughs> Evil does. Tim. Tim Dobbs. Uh, well, since I don't uh, play survival horror or, uh, I mean, a lot of video games of that style at all nor do i watch horror so i can't even judge the films although i understand the silent film silent hill film is terrible and the resident <laughs> evil evil films are merely bad uh so based on that uh i guess uh i like uh the fifth element so we're going to go with the resident evil there i was going to go. say do you like mila jovovich that's yes. what i'm going to go with i'm going to go with uh, i like mila jovovich so resident <laughs> evil that's what we're going fair with. fair and all right, you ready for question five? Yeah. yeah. Are made for TV movies inherently inferior to theatrical release movies? And I think we can, we understand that if a movie is released in the theaters and streaming at the same time, it's a pandemic. That wasn't something that would ever have happened before now, right? Like that, yeah. that's a new thing that didn't happen. Yeah. So I mean, that's a tough one. It's complicated. I mean, I would say in balance, if you go 10 years ago, Made-for-TV movies are generally worse in terms of production values, in terms yeah. of the actors they get to be able to play those roles, yeah. um, you know, built for, built to have commercials and all that other shit. But now, yeah. with streaming services, where they're making movies for the streaming platform yeah. that I think can be as good or better than some theatrical releases. Uh, uh, Netflix and other streaming services are buying movies up that would have ended up in the theaters and instead of them ending up in the theaters, they're ending up on streaming platforms and, and broadcast movies or more accurately cable channels 
are doing that now as well. Even like Comedy Central bought a movie that was going to be a comedy that came out in theaters and they're going to release it exclusively for them instead. Yeah. So I, I think that like, and also we're getting things like huge technological advancements, like the, the volume stage and stuff like that for the Mandalorian that are only going to make cheaper or lower budget made for TV style stuff catch up faster and faster mm-hmm. to what we expect to be like theater quality stuff. I think that gap is almost non-existent, but I think, yeah, Tim, like you were saying 10 years ago, it would have been no contest, right? People joked about right. made for TV movies. Yeah. I, I think in a, in a Netflix as disc services world, yeah. uh, made for TV movies were trash. Uh, or with the rare exceptions. Oh, of sure. I mean, there were, there were some that were good, but it was, it was, I mean, the, yeah. It's they like, were usually events, right? Like roots, yeah. you yeah. know, or something But that's like, a mini, yeah, that's a mini series. Yeah, but even so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it, I think, yeah. I don't think there's any question anymore that as of right now, where it stands, a movie that doesn't release in theaters and I'm talking pre pandemic, let's say a 2019 movie that, that is a Netflix exclusive is just as good as a theatrical release. I it mean, certainly has that potential. Show. Yeah, it has the potential yeah, to right. be. Yeah, exactly. There's, obviously, there's still a whole lot of holiday stinkers out there oh, yeah. with a white lady in a green shirt and a white man in a red shirt, and they have a meet cute and there's presents, and I don't know. Hey, and they kiss in the last five seconds. Yeah. yeah, there's bad movies in the theater too. Like that's not. Yeah, yeah I mean, Stefan, Stefan Muller, Stefan. Thank you, Stefan. I'm going to remind folks listening: uh, we could use your five questions. We really could. We've only got a few in the hopper. It's really easy to write five questions. They don't have to be good questions. They don't have to be interesting questions. They just have to be questions. So please send five questions. It's five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. If you uh, would like to support us on Patreon, you can do that. And we will bump you to the top of the queue if you just put five questions from a Patreon supporter in your subject line. In the subject line. (laughs) In the subject line. Otherwise, Molly doesn't know when she's pulling the five questions out and then you don't get bumped to the top of the queue. Uh, We are going to be back. We'll be talking about some other Marvel movies coming up. And uh, also, uh, I imagine What If is going to be on the docket pretty soon Ooh, so, baby. Uh, so yeah. uh we'll catch you the next time we do a podcast which uh based on our schedule so far will be next tuesday <laughs> bye bye so sean chi is from san francisco and ant-man is from san francisco missed opportunity we're geeks we're geeks we're geeks without god we're geeks we're geeks we're geeks without god Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Could you just like deliberately be like, today I'm going to have too much caffeine and I'm going to see how I feel. <laughs>